Good morning, everyone. Oh, that is good. I am so glad to see everyone this morning. I'm so glad to see new faces and uh, in the pews, and we are just glad to have everyone with us. I appreciate you choosing us to come out and worship this morning at Crestview Baptist Church. Um, if you are a guest, I'm not going to call you out, but there are, there are cards somewhere in front of you. I saw several this morning. Uh, they say visitor cards. If, if you could, and you've never filled one of those out, fill one of those out and drop it in the offering box. And if you don't see one around you, I'll make well, somebody will make sure you get one. Um, it's just so we can uh, have a record of your attendance and maybe get to know you a little better because we're glad to have you with us. Um, a few announcements as we go into this morning. Uh, the first one was from uh, Terry Pendleton said that there would be a workday on Thursday night. Uh, so they're trying to finish up that uh, bathroom building they're building down there at the creek. And we have to clean up from the storm. So what does that mean about tonight? So tonight's picnic at the creek will no longer be a picnic at, a, at the creek. It will be a dining in the fellowship building. So uh, un, so what we're going to do is uh, if you come out tonight, uh, still make your uh, favorite dishes and bring it out. Um, it'll be a fun time of fellowship together. And I don't think it's supposed to be raining. Um, so what we can do is if you guys want to play cornhole, we can set the cornhole boards up here. And uh, I can get some stuff set up in the, in the youth building for some of the kids. And we'll make sure the playground is uh, good and cleaned off. So, the, so there's plenty to do for the, the, all ages that are here tonight. So we look forward to that. We look forward to having you here with us. Um, as for me, announcement-wise, there is an announcement on the slide that says on August the 4th, we're going to be going to Goods Creek Baptist Church. Uh, that's on a Wednesday night. The youth group will be going to join with a multi, uh, multi youth group uh, rally, and uh, there's no cost in that. Um, I've, I think I said be here at... Yeah, we're leaving at 615 so, because it starts at 7 and it's not over till 9. So, as far as getting kids home, um, it, I, don't, I don't mind delivering kids on the way, delivering youth on the way back home when that's over that night, since it will be late. Um, I may charge a small delivery fee. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, so, uh, just let me know there. And I think I've given slips to everybody. And I forgot to have already repeat this on the slides. But last Friday, we went to the movies uh, for Fun Friday with the kids. Uh, we will be doing that every Friday until school starts back. We're going to be leaving here at 930. We're going to go to Gaffney. The cost is, uh, actually, we'll be here at 930, and we try to leave by 945. Cost is $5, and that covers drinks, popcorn, the kids' movie of the week, and a $2 game card. Uh, so we'll... We try to get there at ten fifteen, so we have time. So, because we had last week, we had people meet us there instead of ride with us, because that's just what they wanted to do. So, if you want to meet us there, we'll be at the Big E at ten fifteen. Um, if you want to ride with us in the church van, we're going to leave here nine forty five. So, try to be here around nine thirty, so I can be sure I get everybody here. Um, I don't personally have any more announcements. Someone requested to come up and make an announcement, so I guess I'm going to let her. And when she gets done, uh, it'll be turned over to Artie, and I'll just invite you guys to join us in uh, prayer and join us in worship as we focus our hearts on God this morning. Joy, come on up.
I told Chad I didn't actually plan on making an announcement today, but since he says I make them every week, I might as well do it. Uh, Linda Lee came around to the Sunday school classes and gave out these invitations to our WMUT. There's a sign-up on the bulletin board down this hall, and uh, you would be allowed to bring a guest if you'd like. So we'd like for... Uh, our members to sign up and sign up a guest if you would like, invite someone, um, maybe someone from your community or someone who doesn't go to church or needs fellowship with other women. Uh, the only thing that we're asking is that you bring a donation for hospice, and Linda also gave a sheet identifying the donations that hospice would like to have. And also we will wear hats, and we'll have tea in our teacups, or you'll have cold tea. So we will have a choice, but uh, wear your fancy hat and come and join us. Thank you. Good morning. It is great to see everybody here. Thank you for being here with us this morning. And thank you, those that are joining us online. Now, I have to ask you, wasn't it great to see so many people responding? Last week, we had 11 people standing up here at the front coming to join our family as members of our church. God was truly blessing us, and he continues to bless us. And I have to give you some updates. Uh, continue to pray for Walt. Connor, Pam, and April, and, and the rest of the family. Walt has, uh, the, up, the last update I have from Walt is that he has moved hospitals. He is now at Spartanburg Regional, and he is responding. Uh, he actually was able to breathe on his own without the help of the ventilator. He breathed on his own for an hour and a half yesterday. Um, he is now out of sedation. And he is able to respond to questions. He is answering yes or no. He's still on the ventilator, but he is awake. And um, so continue to pray for the family. They're going to keep, uh, the, the, the doctors are going to keep taking him off and letting him try to breathe on his own a little bit more every day to, to strengthen his lungs, but continue to pray for Walt Connor. The last update I have from my brother um, was last night. And uh, he is still the same. He is in, um, he is being medically paralyzed, is what my, my nephew has said. Um, he is on the ventilator. They are, uh, his numbers are looking good. But I want to make sure everybody understands this, is that this was not an emergency situation where they had to put him on the ventilator. He had got to the point where he was so tired, he wasn't able to sleep. He asked them to put him on the ventilator so that he could get some rest and sleep. But he's not out of the woods. So please continue to pray for my brother, Marty, and his family as he is in the hospital down in Shands. Also, I have a pastor friend that's in South Florida. His daughter, uh, Rachel Lamb, is in ICU there at Homestead Baptist Hospital in Homestead, Florida. And her and her husband both tested positive for COVID. They both were in the hospital. He is now home 
but she is in ICU with blood clots. And uh, the last update I had from them is that she was now being taken out of sedation, that she was waking up, and that she was uh, was in and out, but uh, continue to pray for them as well. They do have a three-year-old daughter, but pray for Rachel as well. Continue to pray for Miss B as she is dealing with the cancer returning on her nose. And pray for our church that we continue to press forward, standing on the word of God, that we will be unified in everything that we do, and that as we seek him, we'll be obedient to God's will. And thank you again for being here this morning. Yes, ma'am. Pray, continue to pray for Joel. This is uh, Mona uh, Sanders' brother, Joel and Donna, and then her sister, Phyllis. They have all got COVID right now. Phyllis is also dealing with an infection in her leg and at this time. And Donna, Joel's wife, had just had surgery on her foot the day before she tested positive for COVID. So pray for all of them. Um, The worst part about this COVID is the isolation that it causes. People are not able to be with family members. I know it's driving Mona crazy. She wants to be there to help, and she can't be. Um, People have asked if I'm going to Florida. I can't. If I go see my sister-in-law... And my niece and and my nephews, I can't see my parents. I can't chance taking something into my parents. I'm not allowed in the hospital. Pam is dealing with the same thing. The last time she saw Walt was when he went to the emergency room. That isolation that this this virus causes is devastating. So please be in prayer for not only the ones that are, are dealing with COVID, but the families as well because it is difficult. Now please join me as we go together in prayer as we begin to worship our Lord and Savior. Let's pray. Our blessed Heavenly Father, we come before you, bowing before the throne of grace. Dear Lord, we praise you for everything. Dear Lord, we needed the rain so much last night. And we thank you for that. Even though it has hindered our plans. That we're not able to do exactly what we want to do, dear Lord. But you know, dear Lord. Whether we get together at the creek or get together in our fellowship hall. It's not important. What is important is that we as your children get together and fellowship together. That we come together as your people and enjoy the company and the support of being together. Dear Lord, we lift up these names. I ask you to be with Walt this morning. Be with Phyllis. Be with Joel and Donna. Be with Rachel. And be with Marty. Dear Lord, strengthen their lungs. Allow them to fight this virus 
Be with their families as they're being separated from them right now. Give them the peace and the strength that only you can. Dear Lord, I thank you so much for those that are praying for them around this country. And dear Lord, I ask you right now that as we go into this time of worship, that dear Lord, just for this short hour that you take all the cares of the world, all of our desires, all of our wants, all of our anxiousness, all of our worries, you take those from us for this short hour, dear Lord, to allow us to fully focus on you so that when we leave this place, we can honestly and truly say that we have been in the presence of God. And dear Lord, you promise us that if two or more are gathered in your name, that you will be in the midst with them. We know that you are here with us today, dear Lord. Allow us to feel the presence of the Holy Spirit as we've never felt it before. Dear Lord, may the Holy Spirit convict us. May it empower us to be your witnesses. And dear Lord, we pray that whether it is spoken, sung, done, everything will be to your honor and glory so that people will be drawn to you through the gospel of Jesus Christ. We ask you to be with us today as we worship. And we give you all the honor and praise that you so richly deserve. Thank you, Jesus. And it's in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ, that we pray. Amen. Would you stand as you turn your hymnals to page 182? Let's sing the first two verses of What a Friend We Have in Jesus, 182.
this morning. You'll come down front for our children's sermon. Mickey and Minnie can come too, Thomas. That's perfectly fine. Have a seat here, buddy. Come on down, guys. Skylar, I need you to be my volunteer this morning. You going to come up here and be my volunteer? You want a ball? Be careful, he said. I bite. I'm just kidding. But I've had my shot, so it's okay. My Artie's going to get me because my microphone's messing up, and it's, I'm touching it. All right, I want you to do me a favor. We're going to pack up. I want you to take this ball, and I need you to pack it in that box. What do you mean? Why? You think we got all if we got all the air out of the box, but I don't want it with the air out. I want to be able to get it out and play with it. We can't, but we can't fit it in there. Why not? Well, I want this ball fit in this box. The this is the box is too small, or we could say this is too big for the box, right? All right, you can sit down now. So we're going to talk about that this morning. We're going to talk about something <laughs> that is. Do you think that's funny? We're going to talk about somebody who is all-powerful and all-knowing, and he's too big to fit in a box. God, that's right. Thank you. Listen, can you just start teaching for me on Sunday mornings? Maybe. So uh, God is too big for us to put in a box. Boxes can be good things, right? Sometimes we need boxes when we're packing up, when we're going things. Maybe we're putting things up to store. But we can't put something in a box if it's too big to fit in there. Well, I want you to think about our lives. Sometimes, you guys may not know this, but sometimes we do that with God. Did you know that? We try to put God in a box. Have you ever tried to put God in a box before? What do you think that means? Do you think I'm calling him down and I'm packing him up in a little box? Do you think that's what that means? No, that's not what that means. We're going to talk about it a lot more when we go out to Children's Church today. But, it, but sometimes in our life, we get into rough situations. Maybe we're having problems. Maybe there's, we're fighting with our brothers and sisters. Maybe we're having problems with our friends. Maybe we just don't feel good. Maybe we got people in our family who are sick. And we think, you know what? This is just too much for me to handle. And instead of letting God be in control... I try to take God and put him in a box and put him out of the way because, you know what, I'm going to handle it. Or I could say, well, you know what, this is too big of a problem. I've got to take care of it on my own. But guess what? God wants to be in every part of your life. And there's nothing that is too big for God. The Bible verse that I'm going to share with you today comes out of the Christmas story. Yes, I know it's not Christmas, but the Bible verse comes out of Mary's life leading up to the Christmas story and the angel came and was telling Mary that she was going to have a baby and Mary was like I just don't think that's possible I'm not married I can't have a baby but in Luke chapter 1 verse 37 it's the angel said for nothing will be for with God nothing will be impossible so what we're going to talk about when we go to children's church today as I want you guys to remember that no matter how tough things get in our life, how big our problems get, there's no problem, no situation, there's nothing too big for God. Because God is 
all-powerful. Where's Jack at? Jack, how do you say that word? You said it this morning. Where'd you go? He said omnipotent. That's the redneck way of saying it, right? (laughs) That's what I would say. That's what I said. And you know what? Me being the redneck I am, it's, it's omnipotent, and it's a hard word for me to say because I am a redneck, and it's okay. But we're going to talk about that word today, omnipotent, and it means that God is all-powerful. So let's bow our heads and go to the Lord in prayer, and we're going to line up, and Myth Faith is going to wait on you guys in the back back there, and we're going to go out for children's church, okay? So let's bow our heads. God, thank you so much for this day, for each one of these boys and girls. Thank you for loving us the way you do and for being all-powerful. God, help us as we go out to learn more and to focus on you and to just have, and to have fun with our friends as we do. All this we ask in your name, God. Amen. All right, guys. You guys can go line up at the back with Miss Faith, okay? And Michaela's back there, too. As the children are heading out, I'm going to ask some of the guys that's going to sing for me, make their way up. But I'm going to take a moment to cry. But I also want to take this moment to thank you. I didn't send an official thank you card to the church, um, but I want to thank you for so much that, just give me a minute. Before Whitey and I even were members of this church, you had already prayed for us. Jackie and Bruce and Callie and Andy had already started attending this church when Whitey got cancer the first time. And so they had requested prayer for what? And so you were already praying for us. And then God led us here. You prayed us through his heart attack. You prayed us through his second cancer. Before Teresa was even a member here, you were praying for her. I'd ask you to pray that I would be a kidney match for my brother's transplant. I was a match, but I was not allowed to do the transplant. But you were praying for my family and for Teresa. And now God led her here. You led me through my dozen surgeries. You have prayed us through me asking you to ask me to be a match for my brother's bone marrow transplant. I was a match. And God allowed him to live 10 more months. But we lost him. But God healed him. You have prayed us through so much. And God heard every prayer. He answered in the way that we wanted. I want to thank you for being a praying church. If you're going through something, I don't know if you are a new member or visiting or whether you're an old member. If you're going through something, all you have to do is ask this church to pray for you. And they will. And they don't forget. They will continue praying. Like the song said a minute ago, what a privilege that we have to carry our burdens to our Lord and our Savior. We don't have to go through anyone else. We don't have to wait in line. But praying for each other is a blessing to us to just have that opportunity to pray for them. 
But when you're going through that tragedy, and I look around, and so many of us have gone through tragedies. You get to a point, whether you want to admit this or not, being a great Christian that you are, you still get to that point to where you don't know what else to say. You, you feel like, I have prayed it all. I've said it all. I don't know how to pray anymore. The words just won't come. Thank you, Lord, that we have people in this church that will pick up and continue praying for you. I had already told the choir that we would not have a choir this Sunday since I couldn't practice Wednesday night, and I was going to do another congregational hymn. God laid this song on my heart and wouldn't let me go to sleep. So I'm singing it all night long. And I got the message. God wanted you to hear this song too. So my request is not to pray for me finally this time, even though I always need your prayers. When God lays someone on your heart, don't you think you need to be praying for that person? Lift one another up. Encourage each other. And what a blessing you will receive.
lifted my name, bringing me into his holy presence, saying what I could not say. Somebody showed me the face of his mercy when darkness was all I could see. Somebody pleaded the blood of Jesus. Somebody prayed for me. Somebody went to the throne of heaven. Somebody lifted my name. Bringing me into his holy presence. Saying what I could not say. Somebody showed me the face of his Thank you, Sandra, and thank you, everybody. You know, I've, I've got the bad thing about being bald is that when you work up a sweat, there's no hair to keep it from running in your eyes. <laughs> I think it's funny that the only one I got an amen from has got as much hair as I do. <laughs> But, you know, God doesn't do anything by accident. You know that? That was weak. Let me try that. God doesn't do anything by accident. Okay? You see, we've been going through on Wednesday nights the book of Acts. And we have just started chapter 5 of Acts. But last Wednesday... we went through the verses that I'm going to preach on tonight or today and talking about the prayer that the, 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 the early church, how they gathered together and they prayed and, and God answered that prayer and the sign that he answered that prayer was first is that the building shook where they had gathered. That's what the scripture says. And how they were filled with the spirit and they began to speak boldly about Jesus Christ. You see, last Sunday morning, 
started one of the most heart-wrenching weeks of my life. Got the text from my brother that he had been taken by ambulance to the hospital. And then a couple days later that they were talking about moving him to ICU and putting him on a ventilator. And I posted online, my heart is hurting so bad, I don't even have the words to say. And without knowing what was going on, I started getting messages from all across this nation praying for you. Don't know what's going on, but God does, I'm praying for you. So I understand what Sander was talking about. But I want us to look this morning at properties of proper prayer. And we're going to look at these verses in, in Acts chapter 4 about how this, the early church prayed to the point where God shook their building. Because church, I want God to shake our building. So if you would turn to Acts chapter 4, we're going to be looking at verses 24 through 31. And if you will stand as I read God's word, if you don't have your Bible, that's on the screen as well as in the bulletin. And this is what it says here in Acts chapter 4, verses 24 through 31. It says this, and when they heard this, they lifted their voices to God with one accord and said, O Lord, it is thou who didst make the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is in them, who by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of our father David, thy servant, didst say, why did the Gentiles rage and the people devise futile things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For truly in this city there were gathered together against thy holy servant Jesus, whom thou didst anoint, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, to do whatever thy hand and thy purpose predestined to occur. And now, Lord, take note of their threats and grant thy bondservants may speak thy word with, more, with all confidence." While thou dost extend thy hand to heal and signs and wonders take place through the name of thy holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they had gathered together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God with boldness. Let's pray. Holy and precious Lord, we come before you once again humbly bowing before your throne, thanking you for what is written in your holy word. Thank you of the example that we have of the early church. Dear Lord, give us the faith to pray according to your will. And it's in the holy and precious name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, we pray. Amen. 
See, I want to show you five properties of proper prayer that we find here. The story goes is, is this, is that John and Peter had just been taken before the Sanhedrin. And they, the very people who tried Jesus Christ. And they were told not to speak or preach about Jesus Christ anymore. And Peter told them, no, we are going to preach and we're going to teach what we have been shown. We can't do anything else but do that. And they were threatened and sent on their way. So they come back to their companions, to the, the church. And this is actually the first time that the word church is used, is, is, is this part of Acts the beginning of, of chapter 5 and the end of chapter 4. First time the church was called the church. When they told them what the Sanhedrin had told them, they came together in prayer. So the first property I want to share with you is they prayed in unity. Church, we have to be unified. From the moment that Jesus Christ left this earth, he told them to go back and wait for the one that he had promised, the Holy Spirit. And they were obedient and they went back and gathered together in the room and they began to pray. And but they were obedient and they kept doing what Jesus had told them to do. And they were obedient and they were unified. Every time you look at the description of the early church in the first few chapters of, of Acts, they say they were all of one mind. They were all of one accord. They were unified. Even in this prayer, they were unified. They were of one mind and one body, and they were praying to the head of that body in Jesus Christ. They were praying vocally. They weren't coward praying silently to themselves. They were putting action behind their prayers. They were speaking out loud their prayers. Look at, at verse 24. And when they heard this, they lifted their voices to God with one accord and said, they lifted their voices. They prayed with unity. There was no strife. There was no conflict. They were in total agreement about what they were praying. One group wasn't praying for peace and the other praying for strength. They were praying the same thing. They were unified. Not only in their prayer. To be unified in your prayer means you have to be unified in your actions and in your thoughts. This wasn't just one time that the church came together. They were already together and that came through in their prayer. But the first property is you have to pray in unity. You have to be in agreement in what you're praying for, for proper prayer. The second property is that they acknowledge to whom they are praying. Church, we're not just praying to anybody. We are praying to the awesome, almighty, one and only maker of this 
universe and everything that we have, the author of salvation, Almighty God. That is who we're praying to. We're praying to you. We are praying to Yahweh. I am that I am. You see, there's a story about when Lyndon B. Johnson was president. You know, Lyndon B. Johnson had a little bit of a Texas mouth on him, didn't he? He, he was known for some of his colorful language. Well, he had a man on his staff that was a devout Christian. And they were at a meeting, and he asked this gentleman to pray before their meeting. And when he had finished praying... Linda B. Johnson, using his colorful language, told the man that he couldn't hear a word he said. And the man's response to Lyndon B. Johnson was, Mr. President, I beg your pardon, but I wasn't praying to you. Church, we're not praying to anybody else except God. See, in verse 24b, it says, this is what they started their prayer with. Oh, Lord, it is you who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. The second property of prayer is that proper prayer is that we have to acknowledge who it is we're praying to. We are praying to our heavenly father, our creator. And we have to understand that in our prayer. See, they begin by reminding themselves, and we do the same thing. We have to remind ourselves who it is we're praying to. We often forget that we're not going and sitting on Santa's lap and giving him our wish list. We are praying to the one that can do something about what we're praying about. The one and only that can change anything. God spoke the world into existence. It says that he knows so much about us that the hairs on our head are numbered. He knows us intimately. The Old Testament says that even before I was knit together in my mother's womb, you knew me. Jeremiah says, for I know the plans that I have for you, the plans for you to prosper, not plans to harm you. He knows us better than we know ourselves. That is who we're praying to. And we have to remind ourselves that that is who we are praying to. This is not a wish list that we're putting out there for Granddaddy or Santa Claus. That I hope I get this. This is the author of creation. And then the third property of proper prayer is that we pray in light of the Scriptures. We have to be in agreement with God's Word when we're praying. See, look at verses 25-28. through Peter, who is leading this prayer, begins, he says, "...who by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of our father David..." Your servant said, why did the Gentiles rage and the people devise futile things? 
The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against His Christ. For truly in this city there were gathered together against your holy servant, Jesus, whom you anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel to do whatever your hand and your purpose predestined to occur. See, church, I started out this sermon by saying God doesn't make mistakes. That God has a plan. And His plan is perfect. See, my brother, being in ICU in induced coma, does not make sense to us. But let me tell you a little bit more about the story. My nephew, who grew up with severe asthma, is a pediatric respiratory therapist at the very hospital that my brother is in. My nephew is able to advocate knowing what he's talking about for his dad. It's not by accident that Taylor is a respiratory therapist at Shan's Hospital because God knew that that's where Marty was going to end up. It's not by accident that Taylor is doing what he's doing because he knew that we were going to need that. God does not make accidents. Nothing catches him by surprise. When they were praying this, and they were praying the Scripture, what David had said, they were saying to God, and they were in agreement with Scripture, saying that everything that happens is not by accident, that you do not get caught by surprise, God, and everything that is happening now is because it's your will. That's what they were praying they were saying that everything that Jesus went through was not because Satan wanted it to happen. He did. But that's not the reason it happened. Satan thought he won. But God had a plan for salvation. And this was His plan for salvation. So that we couldn't take credit for our own salvation. It was only through what Jesus Christ did on the cross for His ultimate sacrifice that is what was predestined. That was done according to His will. And they are saying, you're in control, God. So we have to pray in light of Scripture, in agreement with Scripture, because our circumstances are not just about here and now. They are part of His plan. They are what mold us and shape us. It is what He uses to knock those rough edges off of us. It is what He uses to build our faith. And it is what He uses to bring glory to His name. And then the fourth thing is you pray focusing on Jesus. You pray focusing on Jesus. Look at verses 29 and 30. And now, Lord... Take note of thy threats and grant thy, that your bondservants may speak your word with all confidence. 
while you extend your hand to heal and signs and wonders take place through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. All the things that were taking place and what they were asking to do was all in the name of Jesus Christ. They realized that the man that was healed at the temple was not healed because of John or Peter. He was healed through the name of Jesus Christ. The boldness that Peter had speaking to the Sanhedrin was not because of Peter. This man, just 50 some days before, had denied Jesus Christ three times and even cursed in doing so, was now standing before the very court that sentenced Jesus and spoke with boldness saying, no, we're not going to shut up because we can't do anything except proclaim the name of our Savior. They realized it wasn't through them. But it was only through the power of Jesus Christ and His name that they were able to do anything. Church, we can't do what we've been called to do without the power of Jesus Christ. He is the reason that we are here today. This is not a country club. This is an assembly of believers that have been changed because of the blood of Jesus Christ. We are not perfect, but we've come together as one body to worship and to serve our Savior. And He has called us to be His witnesses through the power of the Holy Spirit. He has told us to go out and make disciples. We cannot do that without doing it in the name of Jesus Christ. And when we pray, we have to pray acknowledging that fact. That is not our own abilities, but it is what Jesus wants to do through us because He has told us to do it and He's not going to tell us to do something that He's not going to help us do. And then we have the fifth property and this is a big one. This is the one that we all struggle with. We have to pray expecting God to answer. Sometimes we pray and we may have some big elaborate prayers, but we honestly, and if you honestly look at it, sometimes we pray not expecting God to do anything. But we have to expect God to answer. See in verse 31, And when they had prayed, the place where they had gathered together was shaken, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the Word of God with boldness. See, they were given an earthquake as a unique emblem of God's pleasure. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. Again, I've already mentioned this and I said it on Wednesday night and I believe I said it last Sunday. Is that we have mistaken. I've been mistaken. I've always taught that once you were filled with the Holy Spirit, you were never filled with the Holy Spirit again. And that's a misunderstanding of what Scripture says. Yes, we are baptized in the Holy Spirit the moment we accept Jesus Christ as our, Holy Spirit, as our Savior. The Holy Spirit comes in us and begins to work in us. But there are times throughout our life that we need 
a little bit of extra power, a little bit of extra boost. And God knowing that, and Jesus loving us, He gives us a little bit extra of the Holy Spirit to get us to doing what He needs us to do. I'm going to tell you, when I didn't even know how, what to say, I didn't know how to even pray. My heart was so broken. The moment people started praying for me, I started feeling a peace. I cannot explain how it feels knowing people are praying for you. And they're praying for God to work in you. Church, there is a peace that passes understanding. Does that mean it still doesn't hurt? No. I still hurt. I hurt for my brother. I hurt for his family, my sister-in-law, my nephews and my niece. I hurt for them. I hurt for my parents. But there is something about the Holy Spirit that comes in and gives you a peace in the face of pain that you cannot explain to people. Because if they don't, if they don't know what it means to have that peace, they can't understand it. And the boldness that they were able to speak with was a gift from God. They prayed expecting God to answer. And He answered. Immediately, He answered. Church, we've got to stop praying and then just, well, if it happens, it happens. No, God's going to answer our prayers. He may answer no. He may answer, wait. He may answer, yes. But God is going to show up and He's going to answer that prayer. And we have to be willing to accept that answer that He gives us. Here is one thing that I know. There's a song back from the 80s. I thank God for unanswered prayers. Church, that's a bunch of hogwash. God will never leave the prayers of His people unanswered. We think that an unanswered prayer gives us what, or if God answers a prayer, He's going to give us what we want. No, because God's ways are not our ways. His plan doesn't always make sense to us, but He will always answer His prayers. Church, there have been many times that we have gathered around people and we prayed over them that God would heal them. And God has healed them. He has given the ultimate healing because He took them to be with Him. But there are other times that we have gathered around and we have prayed for a miracle and we have seen the miracle happen. Church, He will answer our prayers. But when we pray, we have to expect God to answer that prayer. So church, we're going to do something a little bit different right now. I have asked a few people 
if they would lead us in prayer this morning. And I'm going to ask you, if I've spoken to you, if you will come up, go ahead and come up, and we're going to start praying. Go ahead and come on up and gather around up here so we can all get to the microphone and you guys can pray. I'm going to ask if Sander would open us up, and then I, after they're done, I will close us in prayer before our, our time of invitation. But we're going to spend some time as a church body in prayer, specifically praying for Walt, praying for my brother, praying for Miss B, and praying for our church, that we will seek after God's heart and we will do His will. And that Walt and my brother will be completely healed and Miss B will be healed from her cancer. Let us pray. Lord, we come to you this morning because you are our everything. You are our creator. You are our great physician. You're our savior. And you're our friend. And you are, as I already said a while ago, almighty God. We don't need anything else. So, Lord, forgive us when we go so many paths before we come to you. We got so many prayer requests this morning. Lord, first, I ask you to continue blessing this church. Churches are, their, their attendance is falling and falling and falling. And, Lord, I thank you that we are growing. And I pray that you'll continue to bless this church. Lord, I pray for those that are grieving over the death of a loved one, or for those that are sick in their family. We have several within our own church. Lord, I, I pray for Walt. I pray for his family that are hurting, just constantly hurting for him. Lord, I pray for Miss B, who is a blessing to us all, an inspiration to us all. Lord, I pray that you heal this cancer once and for all. Lord, I pray for Artie's brother, Marty, and for this family. Lord, Marty is a, he's a strong young man. And I just pray that you will restore his health. Bring his breathing level back up so that he can get off of this ventilator. Lord, I'm praying for our nation. I don't think our nation's ever been split quite as much as it is now. Heal us, Lord. Bring us as we are supposed to be, the United States. And the only way we're going to do that is through prayer and you. I ask prayer for our leaders. Lord, our leaders have got to lead us. So I pray, I pray for them to seek your will, make wise decisions. So Lord, we got people in our church who are waiting for test results. So they're anxious. Pray that the results will be so that people will see your healing powers. We have people who are anxious because of their jobs, financial issues. I pray you bring them comfort. I pray for these parents who are having to deal with wandering children, teenagers, young adults. Lord, these parents give them 
give them the patience to continue to pray for them, to never give up. For those that are having to tend to aging parents, I pray that you give them strength, give them the endurance to continue to take care of their parents. Lord, for our missionaries, the ones who are brave enough to go out into this world, to go into other countries where we don't go, I pray that you continue to bless them, be with them, give them the words, give them the wisdom. Lord, I, I pray you give this group that is here today, a group of believers, give us that power that we get when we pray. Bring us together. Lord, Satan's doing everything he can to divide us. We, we disagree on everything nowadays, but that's Satan doing that so that we won't pray in unity. So I pray that we will let you be the center of our lives, dear Lord. Just bring us together. And I thank you for this opportunity that we have to pray, pray freely, and that we can call upon your name. And Lord, I do come expecting your great power and answering our prayers the way we want them answered. Not selfishly, but so that we can give you praise and glory. So Lord, we're going to claim victory now in your holy name, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, that we pray. Amen. Dear God, we just want to come to you now and recognize that you are the one true sovereign Lord, that you are in all and over all, that we are in your hands. Just fill us with your Holy Spirit. Help us to trust in you. I, too, pray for these that need a special touch from you, the ones that are in the hospital battling the COVID, uh, Walt and Marty, Mona's family. I just ask that you um, put your hands on them and strengthen their bodies. Be with their medical teams. Give them the wisdom that they need to provide care for them. I also pray that you be with those who are hurting, those who are grieving, those who are anxious and waiting for test results um, we know that you are the one true physician and the one true healer and help us just to trust in you uh, I do ask that you forgive us for how we have failed you forgive us for the ways that we are not your light to the world Forgive us for how we don't show your love to those around us. Help us to truly listen to those around us so that we can respond with love and kindness, so that we can point them to your truth and, and your scripture. And uh, I just pray for our church that you would help us all to be unified, help us to love each other, the way that you have loved us 
And um, we just ask all of this in your precious son's name, our Savior, Jesus. Amen. Lord, we just uh, want to come before you this morning and uh, lift up our request before you. Uh, Lord, I was listening to a man this morning that was talking about God, whoever or whatever that is. Um, thank you, Lord, that we know who you are, that we know you are the one true God, uh, that you are the creator of all the universe, and uh, we just thank you so much for that. Uh, Lord, we thank you for the words we've heard today. Um, Lord, help us to be unified as your church. Um, Lord, we look around us today and we see so many people that are compromising. And uh, as your people, as your church, Lord, we are not in unity. And I just pray that you would uh, provide that unity, that you would bring us together. Uh, Lord, I thank you for an opportunity to... Uh, come before you and lift up our request to you and know that you will answer when your people come together and uh, bring their request before you. Uh, Lord, I thank you that this wasn't something that this group went off and did in private. I'm sure they did that, but it's also something that they done as a group publicly, Lord, and I thank you for that and uh, just ask that you would help us to as your people get to that point that we come together uh, that we stand together and that we are united against the forces that want to shut us up lord uh, we hear it every day we just need to we need to shut up about jesus and, uh, sounds a lot like what they were going through in the scripture we heard today um, but we know what the answer is and the answer is to come before you and uh, bring ourselves just as we are and allow you to work through us. Um, you know, we know that lots of things can change when your people uh, come together and are united. Uh, Lord, we lift up the requests that have been laid out today. Uh, Lord, we just pray that you be with each of these cases where um, COVID is rampant right now, it seems, in, in families and um, Lord, that's not by accident. You knew this was going to happen, and you know what the answer is. Uh, but, Lord, we put each case in your hands today, and we just ask that your will would be accomplished through that, Lord. Um, we don't know what that looks like at this point, but you do. You know what your plan is, and we know that your plans are greater than our plans. So, uh, Lord, we just lay all this at your feet today, and we ask for your presence. and. Uh, your will to be accomplished. These things we ask in your name. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we come before your throne of grace thanking you for your mercy, thanking you that you are our redeemer, our sustainer, our giver of every good and perfect gift, the author of grace, and our righteous judge. We come before your throne. We come, dear God, with thankfulness in our hearts 
thankfulness for who you are. Thankful that you know who we are. Thankful, dear God, that there is nothing that we cannot come before you. And fearful for what might take place. For we know, dear God, that you're always working on our behalf sometimes. Lord, we don't like what we're going through. We don't like what we experience. But God, we come to you in faith. We come to you realizing that you know what's best. Even when we may feel we know what's best. So, Lord, as we come before you this morning, we come lifting up to you our concerns. Our concerns for those that have been mentioned by name specifically today. We come, Father, remembering each and every one of them. While I may not even be able to recall their name right now, and fearful that I might leave someone out, Lord, you already know them. You're God, I'm not. And forgive me, O oh God, when I act sometimes as if the world centers around me. For I know it does not. Forgive me when I'm selfish. Forgive me when I want my way. Forgive me when I let me get in the way of you. Oh God, you must increase, I must decrease. And oh God, as each help each of us to desire for you to increase in our lives. Help us, oh God, that we may be caring. Help us that we may share the love that you have for us with all those around us. Yes, we pray for our church, and we've seen you work many times. We've seen you work miracles. We pray, dear God, for our pastor, all those in leadership. We pray, dear God, for every church member and every family. And, Lord, for those families that are not here this morning, that could be. Lord, if there's a distance or a coldness that has developed in the fact that they've not been able to be at church and or maybe they're just still afraid or whatever. Lord, I pray for each and every member of this church that we will be united under you. You are our head. We are your vessels. Use us each for your glory's sake. Lord, I pray for our country. As has been said, yes, Lord, we are a divided country. We're divided probably because we want our way, what we think is our way. Or we've allowed Satan to divert us, to divide us. But, oh God, if there is hope for this country, it is only in you. And, Lord, we pray that you would help us to each be strong, be strong in our faith. Lord, I thank you that I belong to a praying church. 
I know this firsthand. Many times I have felt the prayers. Having just returned from Nicaragua, it was such comfort to us, for Nancy and I, to know that our church was praying for us. And there are times when we were in the midst of circumstances that, yes, they were uneasy. Things that we faced, but yet we faced. And we realized, dear God, that our church was praying for us and many others. Lord, we just thank you that you love us. And Lord Jesus, we love you. Yes, we fail you. I know I fail you. But I thank you that when you shed your blood, Lord Jesus, upon the cross, you shed it for me for a lifetime. knowing that I would fail you, knowing that I would commit sins. But Lord, your grace is sufficient as you demonstrated to us. Oh God, I thank you for that. And may that understanding and that knowledge, Lord, help us to be filled with your power. Be filled with the fact that while we may not can do much in this world in our own eyes, that all things are possible through you. Lord, help us to be the church that is a light on this hill, that, a light, uh, that is a light that goes into this community, and with whomever we touch, oh God, help us to be agents of mercy and grace. Help us to get out of our comfortable homes. Help us to get out of the, our complacency. Oh, God, I've been reminded about how grateful I am and should be for the fact that I live in these United States. When I see families who live from day to day, not knowing where the next meal is coming from, who walk in on dirt floors, who don't have a light in their house, a house made of black plastic. <laughs> on and on I could go, Lord. But Lord, I'm thankful you know and I'm thankful, dear God, that you are meeting needs throughout this world. And I'm thankful, dear God, that in this world there are so many people, those who have the least, who realize their dependency upon you. Those are the ones that you are blessing and calling to you. And at the same time, oh God, forgive us. We take you so lightly. We who are so blessed. Have mercy upon us. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Blessed Heavenly Father, we come before you, humbly bowing before your throne. Dear Lord, you are so deserving of every praise that we can give you. There is no other name above your name. You are the author of creation, the author of salvation. It is through your generosity and your mercy and grace that Jesus Christ came as the perfect sacrifice. That he dwelled among us and gave himself over to be crucified. To pay the debt that he did not owe. That we may have forgiveness of our sins. And dear Lord, you rose him again on the third day so that we may have eternal life through him. But above all, dear Lord, it is through him that we are adopted that we have been purchased and we have been sealed as your children. And dear Lord, we ask you right now that you be with those that we have mentioned today. Be with Walt. Be with Marty. Be with Donna and Phyllis and Joel. Dear Lord, be with Rachel. Be with all those that that are dealing with COVID right now and be with their families, dear Lord. We know that you are the great physician. We know that you can reach down, that you can touch their lungs, that you can take away everything that is wrong with them. Dear Lord, we ask you to do that right now. We thank you for what we are seeing done in lives right now. We thank you for the changes that Jesus Christ is doing in people's hearts. And dear Lord, as we, as a church, are getting ready to have to make some very important decisions for our future, for the new church year, that we will trust you that we will follow your guidance. And above all, dear Lord, we ask that you give us the strength and the courage and the faithfulness to stand strong on your word, that we may proclaim the name of Jesus Christ, proclaim your name in love, drawing people to you through the power of the Holy Spirit not because of anything that we do, dear Lord, but because of what you do in us. Let us not forget, dear Lord, that we are sinners saved by grace, that we are not perfect, but we are forgiven. Lord, let us have the love for one another that proves that we are your disciples. Let us be obedient to your commands that prove that we are your disciples. And dear Lord, above all, may we be your ambassadors here on this earth. We thank you for the fact that Jesus is sitting at your right hand, that he is there making intercession for us. We thank you for their Holy Spirit, how when we don't even know what to say or what to pray, that he is making utterances for us. Dear Lord, 
We trust you. We love you. And dear Lord, as we go into this time of invitation, we ask that if there is someone here that needs to know you as their personal Savior, that they will not leave this place without making that happen. They will not leave this place without answering your call. Dear Lord, if there's anybody here that needs to make decisions, dealing with anything, that they will get that done during this time. Dear Lord, we thank you. And we pray all of this in the holy and awesome name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Would you stand as we sing our hymn of invitation, hymn number 445, Sweet Hour of Prayer, 445. for just a second I tell you what God is continuing to bless last week we had uh, three different families come forward to join our church and become part of our fellowship and now if you two will come up let me see let me see your card there and make sure I get everything correct many of you know these two If you don't know, this is Clark Sanders. Clark is J.C. and Mona's son. And um, this is Dina Jefferson, soon to be Dina Sanders. 
they are engaged and they will be getting married next month. In just a few short weeks, but they're coming to uh, join our church. Clark has accepted Christ at a Billy Graham crusade, but has never been baptized. And he wants to be baptized here in our church. And then um, Dina was baptized at Poplar Springs. And her membership is, what's the name of the church in Pennsylvania? Trinity Life. Trinity Life Church in Pennsylvania. And she's wanting to transfer her membership here and become part of our fellowship. If you are excited about their choices of coming and becoming part of our, our family here, can I hear a loud amen? Amen. Okay, awesome. We thank you for being here, and thank you for joining us. If you guys wouldn't mind just going to the back door right there, and I'll join you here in a second, and then everybody will come through and, and welcome you to the family. Yes, sir. <laughs> Mona, if you want to go out there with them and stand with them, that would be great too. So uh, don't forget tonight that we will be meeting in the fellowship hall. My understanding, Jerry said that there was a limb down, down there that hit the, the, the shelter. Jerry, is that true? And there's mud puddles and everything. So we will meet up here um, tonight, 6 o'clock. Remember, it is a, th this is a, a potluck thing. Whatever you guys bring, that's what we'll eat. The good news is, is that because we'll be in the fellowship hall, you won't have to bring your chairs. Terry, you still have to come and bring your cornhole boards because people want to beat Terry Pendleton playing cornhole. <laughs> So we'll set that up. But listen, everybody's invited to that. If you're visiting with us today and you want to come, come. This is, you're welcome to come and join us. Um, we want you to be there. And continue to pray for those that are dealing with COVID and other sicknesses, as well as our church as we make decisions for, the, for our new church year. Coming up, there will be some announcements next week. Finance Committee, don't forget, 4.30 or 4? 4.30. 4.30 today, Finance Committee meeting. Um, where will you meet? Back in the prayer room? Meet in the prayer room. That's a good place to talk about money in the prayer room. So uh, meet in the prayer room at 4.30, Finance Committee. And uh, guys, just thank you. Thank you for being a praying church. Thank you for seeking God's face in, in, in every matter. And I'm going to ask Jim Kinder if you wouldn't mind coming up and dismissing us in prayer tonight, today, if you wouldn't mind. And thank you again for being here, and may God bless you as Jim dismisses us in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we humbly thank you for all the goodness and the blessings you've given us this past week. We also thank you for all the challenges you've presented us with. As James wrote in his letters, um, count it all as good. So we thank you for, uh, for all of that. 
And we thank you especially for, uh, for Artie and his, uh, his messages every week. And we thank you for Chad and his uh, mentoring and shepherding our young people. And help us this coming week to use all of our time and talents and resources uh, for all of your greater honor and glory. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen.